Thank you, ladies. Sisters in the Lord. Amen. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's see. Okay. Well, um, let me give you a couple of little introductory things to think about. You know, Big Tommy last week was talking about us coming to church to be encouraged, right? That church is a place of encouragement, a place where we help one another and pray for one another. And um, I want to tell a little story that I heard about some tools that were in the woodshed. We don't have woodsheds too much anymore, do we? But uh, these tools were in the woodshed, and they were arguing about who's the greatest tool in the woodshed, right? So the hammer said, I'm the greatest. Anyone said, no, you can't be the greatest. You hammer everybody all the time. <laughs> the saw said, I'm the greatest. And they said, no, you cut everybody all the time. The sandpaper says, surely I am the greatest. He goes, no, you rub people the wrong way all the time. <laughs> the screwdriver said, I'm the greatest. <laughs> I, I, I prayed about this. <laughs> no, you turn everybody upside down all the time. <laughs> the pliers said, we're the greatest. And they said to him, no, you squeeze everybody all the time. And the ruler stood up and said, I must be the greatest. And no, you measure everybody up all the time. <laughs> So wherever you fit in there, <laughs> guess what? We have Jesus Christ, the master carpenter that comes in to the woodshed and takes all of us as tools and blends us all together and we're able to make something beautiful. So as you come to church today, be encouraged that God's going to use you. He's going to, you know, put you into the body so that you can be best fitted to do what God has called you to do. Amen? Amen. Speaking about best fitted, uh, my, wife, my son is helping me on my master's program uh, that I'm taking in college. Uh, I, I do all the reading, and I do all the studying, and then I write it, and then he critiques it. <laughs> and uh, so, so I have a rendition that I sent, and he has a rendition that he cleaned up for me. You, you, you tell me what you think about this, okay? We're talking about a church as a machine, you know. They said a church can be brains or, you know, they use a metaphor, brains or something else. But I chose uh, machines. So I say, to say that a church is a fine-running machine elevates the importance of the rational and structural dimensions. That's a quote from Morgan of the organization. While ignoring the human element involved, a machine should never be designed, structured, and controlled as a set of inanimate parts However, to be effective and meet the needs of the people, an organization has to perform in a proficient way, but not in a perfunctuary way. Pretty good, I think. Don't you think pretty good? Did you know what I said? <laughs> no, huh? Well, they say when you write, you're supposed to write scholarly, you know, very intelligently. But when you speak, you're supposed to make it simple and you know, easy for people to understand and, and kind of you know, comical. But my son wrote back to me. And here's his uh, rendition. <laughs> Placing an emphasis on performance or effectiveness allows organizations to produce a record of accomplishment or fruit that perfects the faith that an organization has in God, but focusing on 
performance to the detriment of the spiritual makes the organization devoid of meaning, purpose, direction, and power. That's what the, that's what the teacher said, too. <laughs> he wrote back, very well put. <laughs> but let's vote, okay? Which, which one do you like? The first one, my rendition, the show of hands, anybody? No, huh? My son's rendition. I wonder why I'm getting an A in the class. I don't know. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. Okay, I'll, I'll submit to the higher authority, <laughs> the one that's been through college and been through, well, a doctor. It's a doctorate of law, right? Yeah, yeah doctorate of law. So he said, pr practice. This is only my second year, second course, actually. <laughs> Give me a break, okay? <laughs> praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, let's, are you ready for the Word of God? Yes. Do you want the, the uh, scholarly way or just, <laughs> just a broken down, regular, simple, easy to understand? Okay. <laughs> I can't do the first way anyways. <laughs> hey, I'm learning. I'm learning. Amen. You know, the guy that, uh, don't start the tape yet, please. <laughs> the guy that wrote this thing on strategic leadership and I, we started reading, my son and I read like, what in the world is he saying? I mean, it's like, ah, I can't even understand it. And then when he got up to speak, he was like, oh, what is strategic leadership anyway? Those two words that don't even seem like they go together, you know? Strategic, strategic is like an army term and leadership. We, no one knows what that means. And you put them together, but he was funny, you know? And so uh, I can be funny. And <laughs> down below, you know I'm very intelligent, okay? Right. All right, praise the Lord. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together today. We ask you that your word would just minister to our hearts and change us to be what you've called us to be, that we'll see your glory in our lives, and we give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, and all agreed said, amen. amen. What we're going to talk about today is living confidently in life. What does that mean, living confidently? That means your hope is built on Jesus Christ and his righteousness to work in your life, that you know you have somebody that's backing you up, that you can speak things, and he'll bring it to pass because he's with you and he is your confidence. Amen? Amen. We shouldn't be walking around like, Lord, do you hear me? Lord, are you, are you going to come and do your work? No, we have to have a confidence to know that when we pray the will of God, the word of God, God's going to come and back us up. Amen? Amen? Sometimes you, what it is is your heart has to pray through the heavens to reach God, through the clouds to reach heaven, and believe that that answer is going to come back to you in the form that you prayed, because God wants and he's pleased to do and work in your behalf. Amen? Amen. We're supposed to what? Speak to the mountain. Be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea. Not talk to God about it. You speak to it. You take charge. You be, you know, the one that's, that's speaking. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. It didn't say as he is in this, as he was, but as he is right now. How is he right now? He's at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you. He's our mediator. He's, he's, he's uh, confirming his word with signs following. His word is our word that we speak. So living confidently can look something like this. Let's see, next slide. She's going to have to go back there and do it maybe manually. 
No, that's the, the other way. There he is. Living confidently. Is this guy confident? He, but he's not got much to be confident about, does he? Paul said, I have no confidence in the flesh. That's what we look like, you know, in the natural to some situations. We can't do it. But let's look at this here. We, we have to have an I can attitude. Not an I can't. I can't. Can't shouldn't be in our vocabulary. We just, it's actually just one little clip. Because the Bible says we, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we have to be big in the Lord, like this guy right here. See, <laughs> he's not that much in the natural, but in the spirit, he's got arms of steel, right? He's got angels fighting on, on his behalf, right? So when we went to go pray for Sylvia's father, I'm not going in my own strength. I'm going in the promise that we and our whole household shall be saved. So I'm going confidently believing that, God, you're going to do a work here. You're, you're going to touch this man, and you're going to get him ready before I even get there. And then when we prayed, the Lord did a Holy Ghost operation on him. Why? Because I'm just a vehicle to do what God wants to have happen. I'm just yielded to him. Amen? So uh, we want to live confidently. Like this lady right here. That lady right there. She's confident, right? Is that you? Are you confident? Are you walking around and know that God is working for you, that, that he wants to prosper you, that he wants to heal you, that he wants to help you with your relationships, he wants to, you know, have you do well on your job? You have to believe that. You can't be like this guy right here who's all confused and not knowing what in the heck's going on. Right? That's right. <laughs> is that you up there? <laughs> I hope not. But you have to be sure-footed. There's sometimes you have to be sure-footed. When, when is that? When you're walking across Niagara Falls, you better be sure-footed. You better have your steps ordered by the Lord. Amen? <laughs> so that you can have confidence that, you know, they, they have that little thing. If you have a, a board, a, a two-by-four board, and it's laid on the ground, you can just walk on it very easily, right? But then you put it up like 10 feet high, and people are like, I, I can't do this, right? Well, when you're reading the Bible... You look at it and say, oh, God, my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. Oh, that's fine. That's really good. But then when it comes down to the crunch time, when you need him to supply all your need, where do you have the confidence to believe that he can do it? Amen? That's where we have to get to. And so let's look at this, the scriptures here. In 1 John 5, 14, it says, and this is the confidence that we have in what? In him. In him we live and move and breathe and have our being, Right? It's in him. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, Jesus didn't mince words, did he? He didn't say, well, you know, some things, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, when you pray, I'll hear you. He said, no, if you ask anything in my will, according to my will, I hear you. So what's the, pro what's the problem? Find out what his will is. Find out what the Bible says that he wants for us. He wants us prosperous. He wants us healed, healthy, whole, right? He wants us living right, free from temptation. Amen. But something's better than that. Not only does he hear us, but what's the next scripture? It says, and we know that if he hears us, 
whatsoever we ask, we know that we have. Oh, now we're talking. You know, it's one thing to have someone hear you. Like my wife will explain something to me. I hear her, <laughs> but do I do it? <laughs> That's an, I'll, I'll go over here. <laughs> I won't look at her face. No. <laughs> right? Hearing is one thing, but doing is another. He says, if we ask, we know that we have. Because he hears us, the petitions that we desired of him. Now, here's a good thing. You know, his, his promises don't have an expiration date on them. You can pray at a certain time, and then it may take a while. There's no time li limit on it. He didn't say, I'm going to give it to you the next day. But we have to just stay and believe that God, what God has promised, he's going to have happen, right? I, I want to tell you about a couple of people. We all know about Colonel Sanders. He started late in life. He's about 50 years old before he started um, doing his secret recipe, which he said mainly had salt and pepper in it and every, a little other stuff, but, <laughs> but he became famous doing it, right? Do you know Marie Callender's, I looked this up today, you ready for this? Marie Callender's lived in a trailer park in Huntington Beach. She was divorced and had two kids that needed to, you know, school, money to go to school. So what she would do, bake the, they said, the only thing you know how to do, Marie, is make a pie. She said, okay. I'll make pies. So she made pies, and her son delivered them on his bicycle. That's how they started. And now, Marie Callender's Pies. Amen? How about, you ever heard of Ruth Crisp, the restaurant? Chris, Ruth Crisp. The only thing she knew how to do is make a steak. So she said, okay. She was a divorced single mother as well. And... Uh, Ignoring the advice of her banker, lawyer, and friends, Ruth purchased a restaurant in 1965 for $18,000. First day, she sold 35 steaks at $5 each. And uh, this was pretty amazing because this woman, she had, she had to learn how to butcher the meat herself. She was only 5'2 and weighed 110 pounds. And she had to move this beef and steer all over the, the kitchen. So... You know, we have no excuses, do we? God wants to prosper us. He wants to hear us. He wants to deliver us. Let's look at this other scripture. I just learned this one this week too, Micah 7, 7. Therefore, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God, what does it say? Will hear me. See, that's a statement, not a question. God, are you hearing me? No, 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 no. He's here. He hears you. He's ready to deliver. He's ready to help you. I know when I was uh, going through my um, uh, lymphoma, cancer, I was in the, in the um, waiting room, and I said, do you have a Bible here? And they said, no, we have this English, uh, you know, prayers. And in it was uh, Psalms. And I started going Psalms 1, Psalms 2, Psalms 3, Psalms 4. 4 said, the Lord will hear the righteous when they cry. And I said, I'm crying over here. Uh, you, and the Bible says, you hear me. And when he hears us, when we pray according to his will, he will give us the petitions that we desire of him. To me, that's good, isn't it? So you have to know that, the, that your heart has to reach God. That's the secret. Can I, if I could tell you a secret, it's your heart matched with the word of God being prayed up to him and believe with confidence that he's going to do just what he said. Amen? Is it any more simpler than that? But guess what? We don't do it. 
When things go wrong, we cry. We call people. Oh, what am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? I, and you stay up all night. No. You, you get the word. Get a word from the Lord that he promised us. Put it in your heart. That takes a while sometimes. Did you know that? It takes a while to put it in your heart. Like when you're going to sing a song, you have to memorize it and sing it over and over and over again. Do you know that there's some songs, I think you know this, like uh, what we used to listen to when we were teenagers? They're still in there, you know? Somebody will say something and remind you of it, and you just start singing the song. You go like, where did that come from? It's in there. But we have to put the Word of God in there so strong that it works through us, and we can be confident that God is going to work through us because He just worked in His Word through us. Amen? And that's the confidence that we got to have. I was trying to think of a song that, that, that we sing, but sometimes it just, it just, you know what song I was singing the other day at work? I don't know why. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. Da, 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 da. I was just happy, you know. <laughs> but Walt Disney was another guy. He, he, he had uh, seven bankruptcies before he finally uh, discovered Disneyland. Isn't that something? And he was fired from his company as a writer because they said he had no imagination. Shoes. That is crazy, isn't it? Okay, 1 John 4, 17. Herein is our love made perfect that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, not as he was, as he is right now, so are we in the world. Isn't that good news? So we have to speak to situations. Isn't that what Jesus did? He spoke to the mountain, spoke to the fig tree. He said, you'll, you'll, you'll no longer bear fruit. And they were amazed. Okay, let's see here. Let's see the definition of confidence. It's freedom in speaking, unreservedness in speech. Speaking openly, plainly, freely, no uncertainty, without hesitation, no ambiguity, free and fearless confidence, cheerful courage, boldness, and assurance. What does that mean? It means you're speaking the Word of God and you're confident about it. You're excited about it. You know that you're speaking the Word of God. But you've got to speak the right thing. Did you know that? Your mouth will betray you. Your mouth will say stuff that your heart doesn't believe. All you have to do is start listening to yourself. I, I dare you. Start listening to yourself. Speak and then measure it and judge it. And you'll go like, wow, what am I thinking? How could I be saying that kind of thing? Can you imagine Jesus, you know, waking up and telling, you know, just saying, uh, well, Jesus, how was your day today? Oh, it's not good. Not good. The rulers and the elders, they're, they're, not, they're not receiving what I'm, what I'm preaching here, you know. The disciples, they're always falling asleep. They, they, they're arguing about who's, you know, going to be the greatest. They don't have the faith. I mean, I'm going to leave in a little bit, and they don't have the faith. The people, all they care about is the food. You know, if we don't have food after service, they're not going to show up. So you have to be careful on what you say. Is that right? Well, let's, 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 let's do a little illustration because, you know, sometimes we say it, but we need to see it illustrated. So let's, let's start with this, this lady over here, Miss, uh, Miss Rosie. Well, Rosie... How are you doing today? Oh, Pastor, really, really bad. I have so many storms in my life, disasters. I have 
Big storms, little storms, humongous storms. Really? Yeah. That's sad. I know. What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> well, can you pray for me so they can go away? Sure. So God yeah, can yeah. Take them oh, away? yeah, we can do that. I, I, we can okay. do that. Um, um, uh, did, you, did you know that some people were going to school in the, in the yeah. congregation? Two of my friends. Susie yeah. and Carol. Yeah. They went back to college to get their degree. Uh-huh. They're just too old. Oh, They're just, what really? are they doing in college? Really? You know? So, I mean, the other day they were trying to do their homework. They couldn't even do it. They don't even know what they're doing. You know, they, they, it's not going to work. They should just give it up. Give it up. Mm. They better not go to you for confidence, that's for sure. Uh, no. Huh? no. Well, uh, <laughs> hypothetically speaking, I heard you just got married. How is that working out? Well... This guy's in that case, okay? <laughs> He's just, uh, you know, I, I can't deal with him. We're just too different, two different people, you know, and uh, too many differences, and, and we just don't get along. And you know what? If he doesn't change his ways, I, I'm out of there. Oh. That's it. Hmm. You look so nice and quiet and peaceful over there. I'm feisty. Okay. <laughs> so, so tell me, how's your business going? Oh, gosh. Well... I made, I just, you know, I prayed about it first, but I, I decided to make about, you know, some flower arrangements uh, to sell them for Valentine's. Mm -hmm. No one bought them. Not even one. Not even one? No. So I don't know what's going on. It's just, you know, things are just not working out. Okay. Well, you know, nope. not working out for you, huh? Nope. They're just not working out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we have an Easter celebration coming up. Maybe you can make some arrangements for that and help out with the Easter egg hunt. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. No. No. Because, you know what, I'm just, uh, I'm actually going to start praying. I'm going to start praying and fasting. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so if you're going to be looking for me, find me in my prayer closet, and I'll be in there with my cat. Okay. And, uh, but uh, I'm going to come to church just to get fed. That's it. But don't ask me to do one single thing. Please. Uh, okay. All right. Well, it's been good talking with you, Rosie. <laughs> so good to... To be with you. How many of you know she needs an extreme makeover? <laughs> Do you think it could happen? Yes. Do you think it could happen like right away? Yes. Well, let's try it and see. Well, hello, Rosie. Hi, Pastor. How's it going? How are you doing today? You know what? I'm doing well. I'm going through some things in life right now, but you know what? Um, in the past, when I've gone through storms, the yeah. Lord has always come through for me, mm -hmm. and I know that I'm going to be victorious again, Yeah. and He's going to come through again for me, so I'm not worried. Oh, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. That's good. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you hear about those two that are going to... To school, going back yes, to school? Yes, my two friends. You yeah. know, they just went back to college, and I just give them so much credit. You know, I mean, they're older, yeah. but they want to go back and get a degree. So, you know, I noticed that they were having trouble with their homework, and, and you know, and I offered to go over to their home uh -huh. and help them out. Oh, that's, that's nice. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I heard you got married. Yes, I did. Yeah. How's that yes. working out? You know what? We're two different people. Mm -hmm. We handle things differently. We're very opposite of each other. Mm -hmm. But we're learning to work together with God's help, you know, and it's, it's actually amusing to see how different we are, but yet we're working together. Okay. And it's working out. Oh, that's great. Yes. That's great. And, and I understand you have a business that's uh, your... I do. 
Okay. And you know what? Um, it's I have a plan. I've been praying about it, mm -hmm. and I feel confident mm -hmm. that the Lord is going to help me to make it. Yes. And so I'm just praying a lot about it, and I just feel good about it, and, and He's going to help me through. Wow. Amen. That sounds great. Well, I, I could be in agreement with you on that. Amen. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. You know, I was going to ask you, we have the Easter celebration coming up, and we have the Easter egg hunt. Uh, would you be available to help us with that? Of course. Just call me, and I'll be able to do anything you want me to do. Oh, I'm more than happy to, to help out and, and serve the Lord. Amen. Yes. Amen. Because the Lord's been good to you, He's right? He's been really good to me. Amen. Yes. All right. Give Rosie a hand. Amen. <laughs> what a quick turnaround. Amen. Now, my question is, who are you in that little scenario? Are you the, are you the first Rosie or the second Rosie? <laughs> All you have to do is listen to yourself. Put yourself on recording, and then you can, you'll be surprised. Let's look at another definition of confidence. No, here it is. That which has foundation is firm. The steadfastness of mind, firmness, courage, resolution. Firm, trust, and assurance. Because when we look at situations, we can't be moved to and fro about the way they look. We can't base our faith on what it looks like. Abraham believed God when he was no longer able to bear a child. Sarah, the same way. We have to be the same way. Call those things that be not as though they were. We can't say, oh, well, this is the way it's going to be forever. My husband's never going to be the way he's, you know, supposed to be. You know, I'm just stuck at this dead-end job. I'm just not going to be able to make much more money than I'm making. No, you can't think that way. You have to believe that God can raise you up. You know, I know my wife, she went to, to school, back to school when she was, she graduated the same year my son graduated. She was 50 and he was 21. So she waited a long time because we were involved in the ministry, but she didn't give up. But her whole life, her whole career just, just lifted up after she went to school. So you can't just keep yourself stayed in the same situation, the same place, but be confident that what God has called you to do, he's able to perform it in your life. You have to look inside your heart and say, what does God want me to do? What am I supposed to be doing here on this earth? You're not just, you know, a spare part that is left aside. He has a purpose and a plan for you. And when you find that, you can just roll with him and allow him to do the work. Amen? Amen. Amen. So in Hebrews 4, 6, it says this, the next scripture, it says, let us therefore come how? Boldly, confidently, Unto the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I like this because he says that you come first to get mercy. Lord, I'm just so sorry. I, I, I messed up. I'm not doing right. I'm not living exactly the way you want me to. Help me. I need your mercy. First thing is mercy, right? I'm, I'm, I'm going to try this, okay? Hopefully you guys will receive this. There's this talking about mercy. And justice, there was this woman, very rich woman, and she wanted to have her portrait uh, done. So she called this world-famous artist to come and do a portrait of her. And so uh, it took a few days to do, and he was, she was working on it. She was getting a little impatient. She says, well, let me see what it looks like. And he said, okay, well, come around. Let's see what it looks like. You can look at it. And she looked at it. And she said, oh, she was aghast. She said, that, that doesn't look like me at all. She says, that doesn't do me justice. He says, ma'am, if you want, did you want justice or do you want mercy? Because I, I 
All right. That just came. You know, I don't know if the Holy Spirit was working there or not, but <laughs> what do you want? What do you want in your life? You want justice or do you want mercy? Mercy. You want to be judged by the way you act and what you do? Or do you want to say, Lord, you know that I'm just, I'm covered with your blood. Jesus, because of what Jesus has done, I am made righteous in your sight. So I'm coming to you boldly in the name of Jesus. Amen. To obtain mercy, to find grace. What is grace? Grace is the ability for God to work in your life. First, you have to get forgiveness. Father, I ask you for your mercy. Then I need your grace so that I may find grace to help in time of need. And we've talked about that. You know what that means? That word help means a hero. He, he, he can be a hero to you just in the nick of time. You ever have that? Word? Lord, if you don't work now, I don't know what we're going to do. But God wants to do that. He wants to be uh, our hero. Okay, another couple more scriptures to encourage you. In confidence, to be confident. That's what I want you to, to walk away from here. Be confident in the Lord. If he said it, he'll do it. If he promised it, he'll bring it to pass. We, we have to get to that point like, okay, I know my body's healed. It may not look like it. It may not feel like it. It's not acting right, but I know God is working. Amen? It's not always instantaneous. Because in Hebrews 10, 35 through 36, it says what? Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. For you have need of patience. Oh, my Lord, patience. Who put that in the Bible? Patience. We don't need no patience. We want it now. We went to soup plantation, and we had to wait like 10 minutes, you know? It was like... What it, where's the express line, okay? We're here. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. No. Tell someone next to you, you need patience. You need patience. Right. <laughs> that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Uh, I, I'm recalling a pastor that has two little girls. Uh, they're eating breakfast, and one little girl said, Daddy, we would like a, a bicycle to, to ride on. And the father said, well, let's just believe God together. She was a little discouraged. She said, yeah, but he takes so long, you know, to come through. <laughs> but don't we feel like that, little kids? Yes. You, you take so long, Lord. What, why? Why so long? He says, you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Okay, let's look at this in the Amplified, that same version. Oh, uh, that got thrown in there. Skip over that one. It says, uh, and that one. Skip over that one. And then one more. There we go. It says, uh, this is Amplified. It's amazing how it breaks it down for you. It says, do not, therefore, fling away your fearless confidence, for it has a glorious and great reward. For you have need of patient endurance to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising, so that when you have carried out the will of God, you may receive and enjoy to the full what is promised. Boy, put that on, your, on a plaque somewhere and just remind yourself that I can do all things, that God is with me, that I'm not going to throw away my confidence, but I'm going to be sure, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Amen? Are you getting encouraged? Are you ready to do? Ready to tackle what you need to tackle? Yes. Not just in yourself, 
No confidence in the flesh, but with him who promised. Finding out the will of God is for your life so that you know what he's called you to do. And then walk and step in it. Believe in it. Watch it. Watch him work. Amen? You know, Henry Ford, uh, he went bankrupt too. Did you know that? Before he did Ford Motor Company, he had Detroit Assembly Line or something like that, Assembly Company. And uh, it just didn't work. And so he didn't give up. You remember... Um, Thomas Edison with the light bulb. He burned up his whole plant. Yeah. He said, well, he didn't get moved, so he's just going to have to build another plant. They said to get the light bulb, he failed over 100 times, but just kept going, kept moving, kept believing that what God had put in his heart, he was able also to perform. Look at all the lights we have here. Thank, thanks to him that continued to be steadfast. Okay, the last scripture Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful, that promise. So who are we believing? Him, God, who is faithful, who promised it. So let's hold fast our confession or our profession of faith. What we say, what comes out of our mouth is really in our heart. So our trick, the trick that we have to do is put it into our heart what God has promised us so that we'll speak what he has spoke and we'll see what he has promised. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you that we're here together to receive from you, to know that, Lord, you are going to make us confident in believing in you, knowing that you have given us certain promises in our hearts and our lives so that we can be changed and moved to your uh, glory. And I thank you, Lord God, that you're impressing upon your people to believe you even more fully than they have, not wavering, not giving up, not casting aside, but being steadfast, knowing that you are our Lord, you are our God, and it's in you we trust. And so we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen.